What's up, Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of Beer and Ball. I'm Aaron Nagler with Bill Schmidt from 97.3 The Game, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV YouTube channel and various podcast pa- platforms all over the world. Billy, Packers got a W. What's that like? I've forgotten. Mo- oh, my God, right? And more importantly, they got it against the Chicago Bears. There's, there's the a couple of things important. in life that I love. Yep. Beating the Chicago Bears is right there at the top of the list, uh, right underneath, you know, family and all that other good yeah, you know, happy and, stuff that's got to go atop. But, dude, it is just so freaking sweet. I had five or six different Bear fans texting me while Packers OT was going on nice. as they were leaving Soldier Field, just trying to lament, say, well, you guys aren't going to the playoffs anyway. I'm like, you know what? No. Not a great year for me. You know, I'm kind of busy, so we'll, we'll we'll pick it up next year where it left off. Not like you guys have any idea of what that feels like. So, what any of that it, feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And Nags, does it mean anything great that they're going to rattle off four more straight wins? I really don't know. I don't have time for all that. I'm just dealing That's a with a bold proclamation there, sir. And now and enjoying the fact that they beat the Bears and we'll deal with all that other stuff. Not only not needing not all only, that help for a week and a half. Not only did they beat the Bears, they swept the Bears. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Amen. Next, in that all off season, dude, a hundred and two years. The National Football League has been in around. <laughs> yep. And this is the first time at the end of a season, a different organization than that one in Chicago is going to be able to say they're the winningest one. And you gotta, you hey, gotta love it. It's. They've taken away whatever monopoly they tried to start in the 1920s, playing 14 games a year, while we can only get six. Right. So, hey, you caught on up. Yep. That's how it rolls, man. Green Bay Packers, not only more championships than anybody else, now more wins than anybody else. I mean, who's got it better than Packers fans? I understand it's a bad year, and I get it. But if you pull back and look at it from a 30,000-foot view, it's pretty damn sweet being a Green Bay Packers fan. And at least it was sweet in the fourth quarter of that game. But, Mm -hmm. man... That was a frustrating game in the sense of all the frustrations we've had all season long on both sides of the ball, really on all three phases, all reared their head at some point. Like there, whether it oh, was, yeah. you know, off coverage on third and short, whether it's throwing long on third and short, like third and short is just not, it's not where I want to live anymore. Like usually that should be a down. <laughs> It should be your happy on offense that you mm-hmm. can like have some confidence <laughs> that you can pick this up, continue a drive, man. But like, I don't know. We got hero ball in the mix. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's, there's it's a lot hard of it. to yep. look at the game itself and not be frustrated at certain aspects that you see kind of happening again and again. But then you flip it and you see, you know, in that fourth quarter. And I think Rogers even said like that completion to Watson at the end of the third quarter. They, it was a third, like a nine, I think it was, and he picks it mm-hmm. up off that left sideline. That really seemed to kind of set them on the path, so to speak, and really settled them down. And they were pretty almost methodical after that. But it's like, why does it take three quarters to get there? I, the, and it I always takes that moment. Approach. Yeah. Yeah. It takes the one moment. It takes the one play. It's almost like, uh, you know, doing this on Tuesday. It's like Tampa last night where right. you, you need the, the total backs against the wall to yes. go into a two minute offense and just do Execute. what is necessary. Yes. And take exactly what is given to you and be methodical with it. But they're. I thought when he said it after the game, we've obviously shown we can lose to anybody and we probably beat anybody. Um, That's not sustainable. We all know that everybody has seen that. However, it does give you the fact or at least the little bit of confidence saying that if it rolls into next year and they run it back with what they have right now, 
add, you know, a, a gap or plug a hole here, plug a hole there, that they at least have that confidence that they can still go out and beat anybody. Because it yeah. seemed like, Nags, after you lose 15 to freaking nine to the Detroit <laughs> Lions, uh, you have no confidence. Right. And that wouldn't have gotten back. In this season, that's a good thing to be able to uh, put in the hat. Yeah, and what was nice to see, and Matt talked a little bit on Monday, but like the guys embracing their roles in a way on both sides of the ball, really. But Mm -hmm. I was looking at Sammy Watkins on that Christian Watson touchdown and the AJ Dillon touchdown. I mean, they're both going to his side, right? And he is obviously had a, I think he would not disagree with his assessment, a disappointing year, you know? And at least despite that, he's out there blocking his ass off on these touchdown runs and he's a part of it. He's a component of it, you know? And then you flip it over on the defensive side of the ball and you've got, you know, Rudy Ford playing a lot more than he probably expected to be at this point. Keyshawn Nixon making key key plays, also missing on a key play. But yeah, like guys like contributing and embracing those roles. It seems to be coming together now, maybe a little too late, but it, it's it's good to see that. And that's the kind of stuff that we were talking about earlier this year, a couple of weeks ago, when it's like guys going to start mailing it in. Is it going to be like independent contractor time and Totally. I'll tell you what, it surely didn't look like that. Even even when they were down heading into the fourth quarter, it still seemed like guys were really embracing what they had to do. Yeah, we haven't seen that, and, and that's a good thing to to have not crept into the locker room. I got this one guy on our text line that just hates the fact that I I'm a I'm a vibes guy, right? Right. So when you go into the end of the off season, right, right. you do need to have some positivity around your organization. I you would like thoroughly to. believe yeah, thoroughly thoroughly believe Nags the teams that maybe not intentionally lose, but their organization sets them on a path to potentially trying to lose games. Uh, That's how teams continue to fall into a circle of losing, right? That's how you see the Browns be the Browns, the Lions be the Lions, the Falcons have, you know, a good pop-up year here or there. They're Mm kind of in the same boat, right? Like, so you see teams do this, and it's not surprising when they're middling again, right? So when you have that... Right. When you have that culture of not being able to mail it in, that is something that players like Sammy Watkins, has he been great this year? No. Has he been the contributor that you needed him to be? And maybe Brian Gutekunst uh, obviously believed he was going to be when he was Probably talking on Monday. Yeah, overestimated, exactly. whatever. But yeah. it is still something that other players looking forward will go, there's, a, there's something about the organization that helps. So that is still intact. Watkins in particular, um, Nags, before the A.J. Dillon touchdown, I didn't know he was active. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's out there and in the midst of the block, and I'm like, holy Damn. shit, 11's out there. I mean, and you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It wasn't, but you know what, Nags? He made two of the biggest plays of the game, and they don't win the game without him. So yep. that's uh, that's something, too, for a veteran player and vets around the league, the minimum guys to go and plug holes, kind of like you yeah. want to see. All the way. Good part all the way through. I mean, and then you got Christian Watson. I mean, my God, this kid. I mean, you can't, like, I can't recall a dude who has just flipped a switch in such a dramatic fashion. I mean, we saw Sam Congato back in the day, like, have a little bit of a run, right? But not like this. Not like this. I mean, this is just, this is insanity. I can't, it's like every time he is in the vicinity of the football, I expect a touchdown. Like, and I, you know, that and obviously that's not going to happen every single time, but yeah, I get every it, time they get this kid the ball, I'm like, okay, that's probably a touchdown. 
he has kind of game-breaking speed that people just fantasize over mm. in player personnel circles, right? And right. he's he's kind of a weird cat from this standpoint when you're talking about like the the scouting of him, like coming right. on out of college. Obviously, going to FCS is going to raise certain player people's red flags, right? But he had all the other boxes, right? Like world class speed. He also had the pedigree, which I think is something that kind of gets slept on. Like his That's dad played true. the That's NFL. Point. His yeah. brother plays professional yeah. football. They know right. what it's supposed to look like. And when it doesn't click right away, being able to have people that have gone through it nags and tell you, dude, it's going to turn around. It's going to turn around. That kind of positive reinforcement is something that usually pedigree guys have that other guys maybe don't. And that's one of the things that, you know, the Packers have always put a premium on the senior bowl. Uh, I mean, at least since Ted was in, was in town and I know Brian, Brian does as well. And it's like his performance at the senior bowl told you a lot, I think in the sense of like, okay, here he is with all these other guys that have played at big schools and he's, Maybe not. I'm in domination, maybe a stretch, but he had a really good week down in mobile, you know? Yep. So I guess in retrospect, it's probably not that big a surprise that the Packers coveted him the way that they did. I'm still kind of pinching myself that they made such a dramatic move to go get him. I mean, to me, you look at the effect he's had on the offense, right? And his production. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk. I think Rob Domofsky is really leading the charge here on what would it have been like if he had been like this all year. And I get that you got to write your articles or whatever. Uh-huh. But yeah, they, there hasn't been a rookie this productive slash explosive and changing the entirety of his side of the ball that I can recall since Clay Matthews. When Ted traded mm-hmm. up for Clay, mm-hmm. another surprise. I mean, that was a big – I remember that was a big surprise when it yep. happened on – on draft day, and I was like, "Oh, this kid really!" Everybody like, was, was hitting the a, spread because they had already talked about a, BJ. Exactly, <laughs> precisely. I was on the I was on the floor, of Radio City, like walking back to go to the media area where the interviews were. When all of a sudden the announcement came over the the, the intercom, like you know, the Packers are back on the clock, and I what? And I raised back to my seat. But like <laughs> Clay came in and was productive right away, but he also had a whole training camp, etc. And I think mm-hmm. people forget Watson missed all of camp. You know, he had that mini surgery and, you know, he missed a lot of time this offseason. So it's not Mm -hmm. entirely surprising that it took him a little bit, you know, to get going, to get acclimated, get used to the pro game, etc. But man, it's similar in the sense of like now that he's on the field on the regular, he has completely changed the dynamics on offense. I mean, absolutely changed them. Well, and I think also. Next, he's going to start changing the way that you discuss and remember the Adams trade four to five years down the road. If he right. is able to continue a little bit of it, is he going to be the best receiver in football? I don't know. Right. Like, I, I just that's the only way you can say it could be. Right. Couldn't be right. Maybe he flames out in two years. Maybe as I took a picture uh, on NFL Network today, they were listing the rookie players that have had eight touchdowns over a four game span. Is he more like Randy Moss or Billy Kilmer? I don't know who Billy Kilmer is, right? Like, uh, but I do know, I think he's probably a lot more like Clinton Portis than Mike Anderson. And those are the guys from (laughs) 2000 to 2002 that did it in the Broncos scheme, right? So you can start projecting here and do two second round picks to go up to what is, you know, tail end of the first round. round. Yeah. Is, Is a really dramatic move where they said, hey, we cannot let this guy go somewhere else. And you know what else? They did it with the Minnesota Vikings. And I wonder I know, if just a, which I just love. a tense, just a little bit of like, hey, man, we cannot let them do this to us with Jefferson 
and with this kid, right? Because right? we wanted right. to go get JJ. We know right. that didn't work out. We can't nope. let them have another one. Yeah, and look, it, it's going to be fascinating to watch how the league adjusts to Watson because they're going to have to, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to open up avenues for other guys, whether that is the running game and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, whether that is other receivers being able to step up to the four, getting – I mean, I cannot wait to see Romeo Dobbs on the field with this kid. You know, those yes. two working together is going to be a lot of fun. But if you're a defensive coordinator, it has to change the equation. It has to change how you play them. You know, and I think you started to see some of that from the Bears because, you know, the Bears aren't a very good team. It's not a great defense. They've, you know, they obviously traded away a lot of their talent earlier this year. Yeah. Um, Jalen Johnson's still a really good corner, though. Mm-hmm. But they were still playing a ton of too high, like almost coverage exclusive without any blitzing, you know, and I think. In the past, that has been a major issue for the Packers. They finally somewhat stuck with the running game yesterday. And it's so funny because even if you play that too high, you start using that motion, you get guys taking steps. All it takes is one guy out of position and Watson's gone. Yeah. So it's like it just it's going to be fascinating to watch how teams have to adjust and what measures they go to to try to slow the kid down because I think, you know, it's no mystery. It's kind of funny too, to hear Matt be asked, like, do you need to get him the ball more? It's like, I think they're in the sweet spot of where he should be as far as getting the ball. Cause if you start forcing it to him, the way you did Devante, you know, people are going to roll, they're going to double him. They're going to do all of that. But I think he's so dangerous now because you never know when it's going to strike. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, do you have to try to get him the ball more? They targeted him six times. I think he ran it, you know, three or four times, right? That's exactly. That's I agree. Good, that's that's a pretty good output. That's the sweet spot. It is. And and the other part of it, you mentioned just what Dobbs will be able to do. I Nags, I, I hope that Lazard's on the team next year as well, because you have two guys who are legit possession dudes that right. can take advantage of the space that he opens up. It was third quarter, I want to say, and it was right to left, jet sweep, Rogers is under center. Yes, right. And he steps up at the point of his drop and realizes I need to buy a half more second because both linebackers and a safety <laughs> ran with him down the sideline yep. and, and he's just running a simple, you know, go and you're able to bring in Lazard just up underneath the sticks and hit it. Like that's the stuff that he's really going to open up yep. because the, the jokes of the MVS one earlier in the season, that was a real thing. When he would catch a deep ball, mm-hmm. teams would play them differently. Now what? Watson's in the point where he's caught the deep balls. He doesn't have to do it against you for you to start changing up the way you're going to exactly precisely. You got like, I'm not going to end up like the last three. No, teams have got to be proactive about it. And I'm fascinated. I'm just absolutely going to be fascinated to see how the equation changes. And it probably, here's the thing. It won't be dramatic this season. Most likely. Right. I think teams will do a little bit more, but the, the study will be done during the off season of how the Packers have utilized him. And man, oh God, I can't wait. I can't wait. It just, it changes the entire dynamic. It was so hilarious to listen to Stenovich last week talk. He, I think he was asked something about like, is it as simple as, you know, get the running game going and then take deep shots off play action? And Steno, Steno was like, yeah, that's exactly Kinda. it. Kind of. That's pretty like, much it. A hundred percent. That's what I want mm-hmm. this offense to do. Like, cause it is as far as if you can be productive, those, you know, Watson off the perimeter, who's going to check him? I mean, you had Darius Slay on his podcast talking about how he had to hold him. He probably should have been called for holding when they played Philly because kid oh, is so yeah. fast off his break. You know, it's like at some point, and, yeah, you're going to have to commit numbers to the kid. And it's going to change and, the equation. 
do the under center look of the jet sweep behind him. That all works on that final touchdown because AJ yeah. Dillon had been hammering, hammering you in between yep. the tackles yep. all game long. What and a game ready to bite AJ. on. What a game from AJ, man. Hey, man, he's running different knowing he's got a mouth to feed. Hey, he does. Yes, he does. Boy, I got a family to that. feed. <laughs> Love it. But it's, it is interesting because I heard his interview with uh, Larry McCarron on Packers.com where he was talking about how he had he admitted to being in his head a little bit for the you know, first part of the year. And because he's come on these last two games, like Big. he's looked loose. Yeah. He's looked He's looked like the old AJ Dillon, like a guy who – They'll take the ball and he'll run through you, and you can stop him. But you're, he's going to get an extra three, four yards after you hit him. Um, and that's certainly been a switch, and it's been noticeable. And he said, you know, I was in my head. I was trying to play the perfect game for the first part of the year, you know. And I've really gotten to a point where I've been able to just kind of let that go mm. and stop thinking and more just react and play. And I do wonder how much of that might permeate throughout this football team or did permeate throughout this football team sure. because you did have such a different approach on offense in the sense of you know there's no Devonte. you've got a very different kind of cast of characters on the offense and so much was talked about in regards to aaron and this offense getting on the same page right i do wonder if that led to guys like being like i gotta be perfect i gotta be you know what i mean like kind of oh, in their sure. head yeah. rather than just reacting and playing playing ball which you can see they 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 do in spurts now at least yeah um and i do think that that might aj may have uncovered something there well i also think too once the once the avalanche starts rolling right once that snowball starts rolling down the hill so true and you're just so desperate to try to stop it it really yeah. forces you to press you could see a lot of pressing in the end of the washington game once they're up 14 nothing and it comes even right yeah Dude, right. How the hell is this happening again? And Detroit looked like a mental lapse. I mean, it was yeah. all in between the ears uh, yeah. against the Lions because they were, to your point, just seemingly nervous about the next mistake instead of playing as free and clear as you can and just letting it cut loose. Dude, we're talking about it with uh, teams in college football right now with Ohio State. You let a team that right. dangerous just play loose. That's a scary proposition. Yep. Once you with get that much talent with, and yeah, with that. that much talent and a team that has some talent and has enough and has that guy a quarterback, if you can cut it loose and play freely and not be worried about the next mistake, yeah, you shock some people like you did Dallas. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, it's gonna be fun to watch when they get back from the the bye. It, it's the game of what if. I mean, imagine if they had taken that bye after the London game. I know we've spoken about that, but like that's all oh I'm gonna be thinking. That's all I'm gonna be thinking about this week. Like legit, I'm just going to be thinking if they had taken the bye after London, my guess is, is the season goes very differently. And I think Matt alluded to I that, you know, a, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, you can only live with it and learn from it. But I'm also kind of fascinated to see, you know, the bye week is supposed to be the self scout week, right? And Matt mentioned that at the podium yesterday where guys have their projects and what they're looking at fascinated to see what kind of self-scout goes on on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, my um, God, right? That game Sunday sure started like, here we go again. Like, all the issues, all the problems, the, the mobile quarterback ripping off a huge TD run. But I will say they righted the ship at least a bit. At least a bit. Yeah. but With some man, help. With some help, no doubt. With some help no because doubt. Justin Fields decided, like, ah, you know what, I'm cool. I'm not going to run anymore. <laughs> um. Dude, he didn't run it in the second quarter. In the I second know, quarter, weird. third quarter, fourth quarter. It was nuts. It's weird, um, right? 
But I think some of it was because they went to, you know, they were playing strict zone. Yes. When he dropped back, they're like, we're well, not going to let you break it. I think Andy said uh, on Let's Talk Football the other day. Uh, yeah. The most zone yep. ever, like mm-hmm. in this whole season. So, I mean, it, that's an adjustment, at least off the Eagles game where they were playing so much man. Um, hey, you start picking those uh, away. And I thought, too, they were able to play a little bit more confidently because Devontae, uh, Devondre Campbell was playing physical, which was good to be able to see. He got better as the game went on. Yet. He was yep, rusty. Into the third and fourth quarter. He was rusty early. He was rusty. You know who who got 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 kind of back into the good graces, so to speak, is uh, Quay Walker. With that, sure. he had that tr- where he tracked down Fields out of the like Fields is flushed out, mm-hmm. and breaks off to his left, and Quay. You could tell too. There was a little frustration pent-up frustration that he let out afterwards like he made the tackle and he gets up and he gives him one of these and he's oh yeah you could sense a little bit of like i am sick and tired of these running quarterbacks like he already that that meant a little something to him he already knew that that uh screenshot of him with his back turned on the field's touchdown run had been circulating around online he's like i gotta do something to make a play but dude you gotta Hey, got to give credit where credit's due. They got off the field when they desperately needed to. Yes. Um, Did you like the scrub comment? I thought it was hilarious uh, as Jair Alexander uh, got torched by EQ a couple times. Dude's a scrub. Come on now. Now he did text (laughs) EQ and say like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Heat of the battle. Uh, Nikhil Harry, you could you could probably say that more with. uh, No, he's a scrub. Now he's a scrub. The Harry thing, though. But that's the thing. The Harry thing is like, okay, fine. But Jair doesn't even have the call. Like, he's literally looking in and talking to the defense and like, what is the call? And then the ball is snapped. And then he jumps it thinking, okay, well, they're going to have to throw it short, I guess. And then Harry takes off. And, of course, he gets beat. But it's like that is much more on the defense and not being set than it is on Jair getting Mm -hmm. beat. I mean, you just got to be ready and lined up. Yep, but he's the guy you see. He's the guy that of talks course. to stuff, so people yes. will immediately go to it. And yes, of and when you make the big play to bounce it back, though, hey, all it takes you is get one, to, and you to get, win the game, playing with confidence. You, you can you can talk that junk, man. When you win the game, which he essentially did with that interception, I love it so much. He is so it. good at talking. It is, <laughs> man. It is. Just I mean, it's a fine line for me. Play. I'm I'm fine if you're talking and if you're producing. You know. That's fine. I get it. And I understand it's a position where you need to have confidence, right? Got to. You have yes. to. And you got to have a short memory and all those things we hear throughout the years about playing that position. I get it. But, man, there does come a point where it's like, all right, that just can you just, like, make a play? Like, and he did. For a little bit. And he did it. Yes. And he did it. So now I guess made, to talk. Made the biggest right? one. I'm excited to see exactly. more of how uh, his tackling continues to uh, hopefully go back to the way it was the first couple of years. Yeah. But – Hey, these are all small steps, Nags, that uh, my self-scout has led me into the 2023 <laughs> conversation. Uh, oh, I've been self-scouting go. a little bit more of what I have. And, hey, we got to start looking at what looks good going forward because uh, it's been too much of looking in reverse. And yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe in 2023, Hello. this all can start turning around with a good decision in March. Yeah, well, there, you know, that's that's mutual a, interest. That's a, big, that's a big key. Oh God, you know, I do. You, you really had to go to Rogers Watch, didn't you? You had to do it. You had to do it. Hey, I'm I twenty four minutes. I refuse to engage with Rogers Watch until the season is over. I don't care. He's gonna play quarterback for four more games. 
Maybe, yeah. maybe two more games. Who knows? Or as sure long as they're mathematically like it, though, alive. And then Jordan Love is going to play, and that's it. And then at the end of the season, I will engage with Rogers' watch. But not the way Gutekunst, the way Gutekunst answered that question though yesterday, oh, Megs, he's playing. He's playing. Yeah, he's going to play as long he's, as he's healthy. He's playing. You know, he's playing, and, he's and, and they're going to try to win every game, which yeah. I like. I well, can't. I'm hear, for it. Can't hear I'm all game. for it. Yes. No. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um. Finally, talking about self scouting, I really gotta I gotta thank you for putting up with me today because I have been late to everything this what morning. Are we talking about? I went to a holiday party last night. Man, I, I, I can't run with those young pups anymore. I, I gotta tell you, man, I am an old man. What are you I talking am, about over here? I am I am You still got your sea Struggling. I am struggling this morning. Holy cow. So shout out to the young guys in the world who can who can go because I can't. I, I need Especially I on need Monday to, night, man. I need to be in bed. Well, it's the theater crowd, so it's like you know everyone's off on a Monday, so that's the oh for sure. Yep, that's the night you can go. So, but it's like, oh man, I'm just. I mean, it's a young man's game, much like the NFL is a young man's game, and certain Mm. people, I won't mention any names, but certain people are nearing the end of their career. It's time to turn the page to a younger option. That's where the Packers are at. That's all I'm saying. David Bakhtiari. No, I was. Oh, I, if I would have waited this much longer, I'd have gotten a spit. You got you. You had a snarf. You had a snarf all lined up for you. <laughs> hey, but speaking of Bacchiari, hey, how about Zach? Job. How about Zach Tom in that game? Come on now. Zach Incredible Tom man. So good, man. Like, and I don't think it was like world beating stuff, but he was good. He's all he does is go in there and play well. Yeah, you know? and he's going to start next year. Like one of the spots is going to be See, his. I think. At I keep some point hearing next this, year. but where? Which one? Which one? Where? Uh, I think it, Yash who gets taken gets out. Money. I think Yash gets some money somewhere to go play either bigger right tackle or go try to play left somewhere. Yeah, maybe you might be right about that. I think just that's because good, he's got more experience. And, yeah, starts hey, under his think, belt, etc. Yeah, and I'm not positive they're going to get rid of Dave. Like I know there's a I'm lot not of talk about it. Yeah, no, the I'm, way he's played Nags, it's hard to say. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Like him. guy had been like lights out the last three games prior to the appendectomy striking on friday like mm-hmm. talk about it's craziness but like he had played fantastic like old school all pro dave bakhtiari mm-hmm. so i don't think this like let's move on from dave thing i don't know if i buy that i don't know we'll see maybe they do i mean i'm not going to say it's impossible right but they got some tough decisions to make financially but that yes. would be one where there could be we hear the uh, oh he's restructured his contract really that means that they changed the number around yeah there could be a real restructure there that could Possible. make some sense, and, and he could Maybe. be around for a little bit. Yeah, I just think he's too good. He's just too good when he's out there, you know. And I understand yeah. it's frustrating that he, when he's not, but like, man, he's finally back from this this knee injury, you know. And now he's dealing with all his other stuff, and it's like, just just bring him back, let him play lights out left tackle for you one more year. That's I think to me that makes sense, especially if especially if twelve is playing one more year. Dave, should which play I one think more he year. will. Yeah, which and, I think they will. And the biggest one is 33 needs to play at least. <sighs> that's one a more year. that's a tricky one. That's the financial one that we got to figure out. Tri- that's the tricky one. See, this is what happens when you start looking ahead. You start talking about the salary cap, man. And I'm just like, hey, you man, know, it's a bye week. I'm all over the place. I, I know, but you know how it is. Now. Like you, you, you spend all this time. Remember last year at the start of the like leading up to the start of the new league year. When it was like, oh, the Packers cap situation, they're 40 million over. Oh, it's doom and gloom. Oh, they're going to have to cut everybody. And then, like, 
five days later, they were like one of the top teams in the league with the most cap space. <laughs> like yeah, they got rid of Devontae just, Adams and it was over. That was it, it was just, but like, it's just, you know, Russ Ball will make it work, man. He's got models upon models and he knows he's got it all planned out. And if then that, then he's going to, mm-hmm. if we do this, then I'll do that. And let the man work. Let, you know how they used to say, let Russ cook, let Russ Ball cook. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because Russ Ball ain't cooking up that NyQuil chicken like Russ Wilson is out there. I mean, goodness gracious. So Golly. good. God. But, of course, the cat costs me money while I'm sitting here watching the Packers and Bears. It should have been a fantastic day. There should have been nothing that harmed my uh, aura that day. That's what Meg, you get. Except you if get. the Ravens would have covered a freaking two and a half on a teaser. Russell Wilson hasn't played, like, all year long. He scores nine points and covers against me. Sorry. <laughs> These are the trials and tribulations of a young Bill Schmidt as he navigates the waters <laughs> of his degenerate life. <laughs> I love it. Hey, man, somebody's got to do it. I'm fighting hard in these Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Bill. I can't thank you enough for the time. As always, uh, don't think we'll have a beer and ball next week for the bye week, but we'll be back mm-hmm. after the Rams game. And I'm going to be in town for the Rams game. So hopefully you and I can uh, throw a few right. back at some That's point. what I like to hear. All right, That'll brother. Appreciate time. it, man. Rest up. I will. I will have have a bye week to get to get healthy. It's good to talk to you again, man. I'll talk to you soon. Later, buddy. <laughs>